0: Here the old gods are dead.
2: Hiya, this is a creepy wee podcast. (laughs) I'm Rebecca with Liam. Um, Well, you did it for like two episodes in a row and you were quite bold and you were funny. So I was like, maybe i will just chime in.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I had to do like a um, thing for work where I got like recorded for the website in front of a camera, just a camera, just staring at a camera, like fucking Florence Pugh or something so like i was like i record something every two weeks and then just let people hear it but this is like it was freaking me out i was getting so shy it took me like two separate filming attempts over the course of a month and also like three iterations of a script which i could not memorize shock to everyone involved
2: (laughs) public figure (laughs) whomst
0: then i was like (laughs) anyway (laughs) So yeah, it was really embarrassing because like I saw someone else's before I did mine, as like a reference, and he was like, "the the person recording it was like, yeah, that was all in one take," and I was like, <laughs> "I've never done anything in one take in my life."
2: <laughs> me, when I'm like, I write like a script for a TikTok, and it takes me like twenty million times. It's like that um video with that wee Lassie trying to sing "I Will Always Love You," and she keeps screaming, in and that- she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, that is literally what I'm like recording TikToks like we can record this whole podcast in basically one take if I'm recording a TikTok and I'm all in and I hear to talk to you, one I sing like Kelly McDonald, and two like I have tripped my words like just constantly um so what have you been up to? he actual haw huh? <laughs> see see if he's what I start a podcast yeah, I've been
0: excited you sorry,
2: please you feel the pressure if you're a boring <laughs> bastard you will suffer in terms of content or if you work a lot yeah, I just kind of keep coming on this podcast and talking about me going to PJs on a Saturday. <laughs> well, what have you been up to?
0: Not much. I went to, I never go to the West End of Glasgow, but I have a friend who lives in Mary Hill. And I went, to, he's a, he's an avid listener of the pod, but he likes to like edge himself with it. So he leaves a couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves a couple episodes <laughs> and then listens to I the pod once. <laughs> oh, that, that was verbatim what he said so I just had to repeat exactly how it was um, and we were at his and he has so much stuff like so much eclectic stuff and I got really jealous <laughs> like I was like I want did to- you steal? no not from a friend although he did have a rocking chair that was broken and he was going to get rid of but he was going to fix it before he got rid of it so that someone could have it and I was like can I have that because my mum will want it
2: <laughs> so you I taking did. a rocking chair back up to Inverness <laughs>
0: Dead-ass, like a little like babish girl carrying it like my groceries on my back or something <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Um but yeah I want it so bad I love rocking chairs and also my mum really wants one she had one when I was little shout out to my mum <laughs> shout out to Liam's mum uh, <laughs> rocking chairs are always haunted yeah but like in a cute way but it's always granny It's always Granny.
2: Yeah, my dad's mum had one when we were wee, and she used to have like a big pink panther plush that sat on it. And I swear, once I seen its eyes move.
0: No, that's Annabelle. (laughs) Yassified Annabelle.
2: I its eyes moved and it went. (laughs) Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid.
2: yeah it's called improv baby
0: so i was at
2: his (laughs)
0: but uh his girlfriend shout out to emily she like does art like everyone who follows the podcast social media accounts i will stalk like even if 10 people follow at once i will stalk every person just to see who is following (laughs) like i will click on your account and be like oh they seem nice (laughs) She's a, she's an artist.
2: She's, reverse.
0: Yeah, she's an artist and she does like really nice stuff. So Emily, if you want to <laughs> gift me something, <laughs> I love your art so much.
2: <laughs> no, she has to do it because you've said it on a fucking podcast.
0: And people will know because I'll put it on the story. She's from Yorkshire as well, so I would make fun of her accent, but in like a loving way. I love her Yorkshire accent. You know Kara who I mention every episode and was on an episode once. <laughs>
2: yeah um, is is her family from Yorkshire?
0: no <laughs> she lived in no but her uncle did write all of the singing kettle songs so shout out to him also um
2: how is that relevant?
0: because <laughs> we were talking about her family anyway she lived in Manchester for a year <laughs>
2: this episode is a mess
0: she lived in manchester for a year and she had a friend from yorkshire and me and my me and my friends went to visit Kara oh once for her birthday and we were just making
2: her ass oh <laughs> fuck that debbie dingle bitch <laughs>
0: oh, it was so fun and liberating, and I love that accent so much because of that. It brings me so much joy. So, yeah, shout out to Emily.
2: <laughs> we have it today. We have it today. or most depressing podcast today.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to get some singers in there beforehand because I will be silent for the rest of this.
2: <laughs> There's no jokes to crack, I'm afraid. Anyway, since we're in a silly, goofy mood, it's my turn for the most pointless question of the week. If yous can answer this, I would love to hear any listener's response to this question that I'm about to ask. So this was inspired by a TikTok that I've seen where a guy got a, it's like a Francis Bacon quote. Yeah. And his dad said the quote and then he went, Francis Bacon to like finish the quote and the guy was like france <laughs> is bacon <laughs> what does that even mean
0: I knew where that so, was going.
2: so i'm wondering if there's anything that you've ever got so totally wrong and thought that for like years and years and years and then like maybe like 10 years down the line somebody's like said it again and you've been like oh i had that so wrong because i've got one that i told you But you say you're first, and then then I'll pull it up.
0: Yeah, well, I don't have like a thing that I said wrong. My sister used to always say specific Ocean" (laughs) for "Pacific Ocean,"
2: and
0: then she used to always try and accuse me of saying it. After when I was seven, I corrected her of saying it. She's eight years older than me, mind you. She was fifteen. Specific (laughs) Ocean. (laughs) I don't have, I don't, I can't to my recollection remember having one of those, but I do have so many things that I believed for a very long time to be true that we just got to an embarrassing age for it to be true.
2: Santa. <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> no, so a lot of it like stems from me being like a very like, autistic person and my mum being like, a very evil, sarcastic person <laughs> um, um, who's also a bit on the spectrum. So she delivers every like piece of sarcasm deadpan, which she always says like, "Maybe I'm just really good at sarcasm." I'm like, no, you need to like let people know <laughs> that you're not being serious <laughs> because there is no tell. She just says it as if that is like the truth, and I like that that point is just lying. <laughs> but, <laughs> so i believe for the longest time that like the fat pieces on a bit of like boiling beef that you put in soup were
2: poisonous
0: i asked my mum if it was like okay to eat it and she's like no it's poisonous but i think she let me think this for so long a because that was her favorite part to put in a sandwich so she was doing <gasps> extra evil <laughs> so i shouted out to my mom earlier and i'm dragging her so i believe that like fat on all animal meats by extension to this was poisonous to eat and i was like that is so dangerous and i was living my life as if i was like homer simpson in that episode where he eats the poisonous bit of the (laughs) pufferfish and every time i like came close to a bit of fat i was like oh my god i'm gonna die (laughs) Um,
2: So do you, like, eat bacon then?
0: Yeah, I do now. (laughs) I didn't for a very long time. (laughs) But I I was, like, well into, like, my teenage before. I was like, wait a minute. But then because I sussed on to this being not true, I just assumed everything she ever told me was a lie. (laughs) So then, one time I ate... A bit of rhubarb, I believe, which actually is poisonous.
2: Oh my god. At my granny.
0: And she was like, What have you done? <laughs> and then she <laughs> gave me and then she gave me like <laughs> baking soda water to make me throw up because it's like relatively emetic. So yeah.
2: What have you done? That's so
0: harsh.
2: <laughs> no, yours has been like familial trauma and mises me gonna be genuinely being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like Talking to my girlfriend, and I obviously referenced a SpongeBob episode. I was like talking about the character Squidward, and I was like saying to my girlfriend, I was like, Oh, blah, 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 Squidward. And then she was like, What did you just say? And I was like, Squidward. And she was like, Say it once more, slower. And I was like, I was like, Squidward. And she was like, Bi I was like, Squidward so i've been saying squidward with a g and i know that he is a squid i can it's spelled squidward but spongebob talks really weird and he kind of says it like squidward so i just Wait, say it like right. that
0: you're right i changed your contact name in my phone to the squidward when you told me this <laughs> so funny
2: my other one's probably more relatable so the song I think we're alone now by Tiffany in that she says children behave that's what we they say when we're together and when I was younger actually up until maybe two years ago I was like oh their love is so pure that children like behave around them because it's like so calm and I didn't think that it was like people telling them to behave it's like children behave sort being horny that's what they say when we're together I only found that out like two years ago mm-hmm. Did you know this? Did you know this? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone, because I have actually brought this up to other people, and they've been like, oh my god, I didn't think that either. But well, she doesn't say uh, children it like a and... Yeah, she's like...
0: She says it like... She
2: says it with a smile on her face.
0: Yeah, that's so passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you changed my life. I did not know this until right now.
2: If anybody else has any... Like things that they've got wrong for so long. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear a really embarrassing one. Yeah. Like, squig words. I want, like, mere squig words. I texted you a bit and you were like, that's so fucking embarrassing. I was like, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I told you to make you chuckle. <laughs> <and> I did. <laughs> I, at my
0: expense. What else was I fucking supposed to do? It was fucking <laughs> stupid.
2: No, say it was embarrassing. Just be like, aww.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just imagining you
2: <laughs> I'm, like, talking to so many people for like
0: the last like two and a half decades <laughs> and I'm going home being like
2: did she say Squigman? <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking stupid Fun. <laughs> anyway <laughs> no this intro being 20 minutes long well I hope everybody enjoyed that little laugh that we had together because it's about to get really shit. <laughs> no shit is in storytelling. It's a good story, but like, Jesus Christ. So, last episode at the end, mainly, and Liam we're talking about Adornach and the last witch trial that took place there, that I said that I was going to do an episode on that. And uh, look at me actually following up on that I promise. So, we'll take a wee break and then I'll tell you about Scotland's last witch trial. We've spoken about witch shows a few times on the podcast, but I thought having a brief refresher on this complex subject would be helpful. In the late 1400s, the Malleus Maleficarum was written. This text might be a wee bit more familiar to you as the Hammer of the Witches. Have you heard of this, Liam?
0: I haven't heard of the colloquial name.
2: You've heard of Malleus Maleficarum?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, remember, you, you remember something like that when you've heard it. It's like demonology, it's like...
2: Yeah. By the 1500s, the Hammer of the Witches had been widely published and was used to instruct authorities on how to identify, interrogate, and convict witches. Witch trials in the early modern period saw that between 1400 and 1782, around 40,000 to 60,000 people were killed due to suspicion that they were practicing witchcraft. Some witch hunts lasted for years, and sources estimate that 100,000 trials occurred in Europe and the Holy Roman Empire. Damn. Prosecutions for the practice of witchcraft would only reach a high point from 1560 to 1630. This was during the Counter-Reformation and the European Wars religion. So this was when people and countries were, were turning away from Catholicism to practice Protestantism, basically. Oh. Some regions burning those who were convicted at the stake. Most witch trials, though, especially in Scotland, people yeah. were hung more than they were burned. But I think it's like quite a.
0: It's very theatrical.
2: I think that's quite as kind of stuck. But it was mainly like the central European countries that would be like burning people at the stake. Of course, we did it here, but mainly we were hanging people. Or we were coming up with like mere inventive ways to kill witches, like. Weeding them out. Putting them in barrels for your nails and launching them down the Royal yeah. Mail or. Drowning them, stoning them to death, putting them in barrels of tar, like what happened to the brand seer.
0: Until they bleed to death.
2: Uh, we got the, the pilly winks. We got a bit <laughs> creative with it, unfortunately.
0: We were good at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in Central Europe, 80% of the people who were convicted and killed were women. And most of them were over the age of 40. The trials and executions of witches were based on fears of demonic possession and fears of social disruption. This basically means that the religious establishment was fear, like scared of, like traditional pagan practices, like using herbal medicine, worshipping other deities, that kind of thing, yeah. that would all fall under social disruption, and just your standard social disruption, like being drunk,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, in the street,
2: having sex, etc. Damn. Authorities basically targeted people and accused them of being witches in order to restore order. So Scotland was obviously an exception to this, and just as religious tensions were high across Europe, as Scotland reformed from Catholicism to Protestantism, the country was swept up in thousands of witch trials. The witch trials in Scotland basically started when James VI, who after visiting Denmark to marry his wife and Queen Anne, was influenced by the Talkie witch trials in Denmark, came back to Scotland and immediately became obsessed with witchcraft. By the 17th century, there was growing scepticism about the reality of witchcraft among the educated elite. The last trial in Scotland happened with questionable legality in Dornach in 1727. Whoa, that is late. <laughs> Very late. So, Dornach is a wee town in Sutherland, which is north of Inverness and about an hour away from trolls, which is where previous episode topic, The Brand Seer, was executed, allegedly, in a witch trial. The story that I'm going to be telling the day is about a woman called Janet Horn or Jenny Horne, uh, depending on the source. This wasn't actually her real name, though. Jenny or Janet is kind of like a Jane Doe-type pseudonym that was used for Scottish witches, particularly in the Highlands of East Scotland. Yeah. Contemporary writers might have called her Janet Horn simply because her real name was unknown, or because it was reported as Janet Horn in documents, and they've just taken that to be true. Oh. But without a lucky a real name, and with any other choice, I will actually be calling her Janet through this story. So, um, I'm just going to be like quite frank. If you have anybody in your family who suffers with dementia or any kind of physical disability and you didn't feel up for hearing about the prejudice against that, then we've got plenty of other episodes that you could listen to instead of listening to this one. Just a warning there, a trigger warning. Janet is often said to be the last accused witch to be burned in Scotland, but obviously she was just another innocent victim of the fairy witchcraft. And unfortunately, as I said, the fury, disability, and dementia, which was basically unknown at that time, there was no word for it. It was kind of just like senile, is what she's described. I it. guess that
0: makes a little bit of sense is why, like, women were well. There's a lot of reasons why women were disproportionately targeted by witchcraft, but also like, but older people, yeah, older women, because like. Older women are more yeah. affected than older men by Alzheimer's and dementia, statistically, I think.
2: Yeah. Women typically live longer as well, especially during this period. So the proportion of older women weigh dementia and diseases like it would be it would be higher. So you could see why mere women would be prosecuted yeah. for this, unfortunately. Janet is believed to have been a maid for a well-off family and she travelled across Europe with them before returning to Scotland and settling in Dornach. It's not known if she was born there, but I am assuming if she went back to Scotland and settled there that that is probably where she is
0: from. A bit of a strange place to just decide on, if not. Which I kind of hope that's true. I hope she was just like,
2: I think a great wedding will happen here one day. (laughs) Um... She was married, but we didn't ken anything about her husband. And they had one daughter who had a deformity to her hands and potentially her feet as well, which was either said to be a birth defect or the result of being badly burned as an mm. infant. For the sources that I have read, I'm assuming it's kind of something like a like a clubbed hand or foot. Like I don't know what the actual uh. word for that is, but it's some kind of deformity where her hands didn't look like everybody else's. Later in Janet's life, her and her daughter moved to Contradwell in Lough, which is 20 miles north of Dornick, where she was essentially a newcomer, and newcomers were often met with suspicion, and neighbours were often hostile to new people that moved to their area. I mean, it's the same anywhere. This isn't just the Highlands of Scotland. It's sometimes the same now, but especially in like the 1700s and earlier Mm periods, If you're new and you move to an area, you're an easy target because nobody can And n- none of these people had anything better today. Janet at this point is old and she's suffering for the first signs of what we can assume is dementia. And the community began to turn on Janet and her oh. daughter. In the Highlands in the 18th century, fairy belief was still widespread and children who were sickly or deformed at birth were often considered to be changelings children who the fairies had taken and replaced with fae offspring. This Excellent. was, I mean, we've spoken about this yeah. hundreds of times before, but it's kind of just a way to make sense of what we medically didn't understand at the time. This kind of fairy belief in the community, combined with Janet's senile behaviour, quickly turned into accusations of witchcraft. Both Janet and her daughter were taken to the toll booth in Dornick where Janet's muddled responses to questions resulted in her being accused of witchcraft. It was claimed that her daughter's hands and feet were not deformed, but were in fact shaped like hooves, which were created by the devil. This was supposedly to allow Janet to change her daughter into a horse, and to ride her as a horse to secret meetings with the devil.
0: As sad as this story is, I always am like dumbfounded with the imagination of the prosecutors in witch trials. Like, that is so, like, creative.
2: This, this is bizarre. You will, like, there has been, like, Ken, like, hangs about, like, witches, like, flying on brooms to, like, have sabbath with the devil and stuff like that, or, like, dance their way to go and meet the devil or float, but I've never heard anything like this.
0: They were bored.
2: And it's written. They were in. very bored. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were fucking bored. They were bored. Um, Janet's also blamed for the usual suspects in witch trials. She's blamed for local crop failures, animal deaths, and it seems that in her confused state, when questioned, Janet readily went along with oh. a certain story because she's got no idea what's going on. There's. Nay written record the Janet Horne's charges or her ordeals when she was in prison. Mm. What we do have is an oral history which has been documented over, well, almost 100 years after her death. It's said that at her trial she was asked to recite the Lord's Prayer in Gaelic, but she misspoke, and this was proof of her guilt. There is a tourist trail in Dornick, it's like different signs mm. everywhere around Dornick, and you can like fully Janet's story. I took pictures of them. How convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I took pictures of them and I was like, I think I might hear a podcast one day. I think I might want to speak about this one day. So I took pictures of them. And uh, there's a tourist, like, trail sign near what is, it's like a marker, it's a witch's stone for where she was. It marks the place where she would eventually be executed. Mm -hmm. And it claims that at her trial she testified with clarity and she said... I've tried to lead a good life, but my people are strangers to me now. My girl has a twisted hand and they whisper terrible things about us. Why do they hate us so? Right. That's really, I would take this with a big pinch really of salt. <laughs> I would take this with a big pinch of salt. One, because it's on a tourist trail. Also, because as nice as it would be to believe that Janet Horn stood at her trial and spoke and with poison bravery, like yeah, yeah like somebody like Joni of Arc or something like that.
0: Yeah, they were trying to make her Joan of Arc. Actually, when you think about this,
2: yeah, it's it's, it's quite similar to Joni Arc burning during her trial and like proclaiming that she's right and that she's done right and the oh, eyes of God. This and then is...
0: yelling, "Balenciaga!" That was her, right?
2: <laughs> so i mean as nice as it would be to believe that janet horn did this and part of me obviously hopes that she did it's very unlikely that this mentally ill old woman had any clue what was happening to her unfortunately despite not having the authority to conduct a legal trial a both of the women sheriff deputy captain david ross found both women guilty oh
0: her daughter too
2: yeah both of them got arrested he sentenced the both of them to be executed the following day. However, Janet's daughter did escape then nice. Several accounts claim that Janet Horn was stripped naked, covered in tar and feathers, and she was paraded through Dornock town. Eventually, she is taken to like, it's a place that's kind of near the beach, mm-hmm. and the barrel is filled with hot burning tar and Janet's put in it alive. What? The legend says that she tried to warm herself by the fire because obviously she's naked and she's been tarred and feathered, and she's standing by the fire at the tar barrel uttering with confusion saying that it was a bonny blaze as she warmed her hands. Unlike most of the accused who were strangled before they were burned the surviving story claims that Janet was burned alive. The Scottish Witchcraft Act would finally be repealed in 1735, just ten years after Janet's murder. And as I said, there's a small marker, a witch's stone that marks the spot where Janet was burned alive. As I said in the last episode, I found this story when I was visiting Dornoch in a cafe and I seen the image of a witch on a mural in the wall and she's like in a crowd of people and I knew that it was a witch. And then after seeing that I went out and decided to go and learn Janet's story and we went and found the stone like me and my pals, we went and found it in the stone. It's so so weird, like this will actually like never leave my memory, like when you see the stone it's in a garden that's no far away from the sea and it's sat next to like this peaceful wee of white cottages and it's just like <laughs> I was actually like stood there and like I can remember finding it and like being in disbelief that something like this could happen in such like
0: Just a quaint little town yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like so sleepy and so nice there. And I'm like, I can't believe this happened here.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that the animosity of like early waves of Protestantism in Scotland caused, like, it's genuinely crazy
2: yeah the amount of violence it was like i i think it was just because it was like scotland was like still trying to like understand itself and what it was all about and obviously there was like a lot of confusion after the reformation and it just built up so much tension like the government and the church really wanting to have much more power over people and people that's what happens when people hate like their power taken away from them is that they take it on other yeah. people it's kind of like how normally bullies at home have something gone on and then they go into school and they bully other people it's a vicious cycle and that's what this certainly what was happening in scotland yeah. i can remember like being there and like looking at the stone and like just thinking like have we even came like that far And what I was talking about at the time, because it was, like, 2019, we were, like, in the Me Too movement, Mm. and I was like, like, has women's rights even came that far? Like, are we still second-class citizens? And we're still, like, stuck in these cycles of, like, ostracizing people.
0: Yeah, finding a group lower down the food chain than yourself.
2: Yeah, and no, like, it's hard not to draw parallels between the witch hunts and, like, what's happening in society right now to trans women. And trans people in general, but particularly in British media to trans women, and like (laughs) like we've no came that far, and it's so hard not to see things like this. Like we're, I I mean I hope we're not, but like it's hard not to think that we're doomed to repeat these cycles. I'll post a picture of Janet's stone that I've got on her Instagram page, and uh, I would implore anybody who's travelling to the Highlands. Uh, to go there and you can you can go in to visit the stone and you can leave a wee token. People typically leave most people leave seashells and they leave acorns and stuff and it's quite it's quite nice. But say some kind words. Yeah. Say some kind words for Janet and our daughter as well. And uh, hey I think uh, the next time you see a turf using something along the lines of we're the granddaughters of the witches you could not burn
0: you're the granddaughters of the prosecutors bitch (laughs) like what
2: yeah yeah. like try and hinky like who the witches are now because they're just innocent victims of society who's scared and needs to bully people unfortunately Um, be kind (laughs) is my message for this one i wish we could all just be friends
0: (laughs) but like dead ass
2: literally um of, like, obviously, this has been a much more somber episode of this podcast. So, next time I swear we'll be hearing more laughs. So, anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcasts. TikTok is the same. Twitter is the Creepy Wee Pod. Um, if you want to send us your embarrassing stories, you can send them by DM on any social media or you can send them via email to the Creepy Wee Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.
0: I'm not gonna do a song today out of respect.